Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and my guests today are from the city of Baxter. We have Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis with us as well as Sergeant David Tim. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, my pleasure, indeed. Uh, Brad, uh, uh, what's going on in the city administrator's office? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things, uh, but the two things I really want to focus on is Night to Unite, uh, which is coming up on August 3rd. Uh, Sergeant Tim is heading and coordinating that for the city of Baxter. And then, if time allows, I'd like to talk about uh, an update from the legislation or the legislature and uh, how it impacted the city of Baxter. So Excellent. Well, Sergeant Tim, let's talk about this. We didn't get to have our Night to Unite last year, did we? No, unfortunately, we did not. Uh, COVID put kind of a pause on many things in the community, national uh, events, local events, and Night to Unite, unfortunately, was one of those. So we're hoping to come back and just have a really fun event, bring the community together. It's going to be August 3rd from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Oscar Christofferson Park which is the park located behind the old Baxter Elementary off of 210. And we're going to change it up a little bit. The core of it is always a, no pun, but a community focus to try to bring our community together. And the highlight, obviously, is a public safety showcase. We're going to have all sorts of public safety partners. I'll go into details in a moment. But I also wanted to invite other community groups to talk about what services they offer our residents or guests. And the goal is to bring as many of these people together So that way when people are walking through, gathering information, interacting, they just know what great things our community has to offer. Uh, There's a lot of times even when, you know, our police officers go to calls and we're interacting with people and people don't realize that there are resources available for various things. And I wanted to really try to reach out to a bunch of community groups who offer those resources to introduce them to the community. And uh, plus we're going to have some fun. We're going to have a couple of food trucks there. Uh, I have two barbecue food trucks. The menu has not been finalized yet. That's a passion area of mine is to finalize this. And we might even do some sort of like the best barbecue of Baxter contest. Ooh. I'm not, not <laughs> entirely sure yet. And then, of course, we're also partnering with the great Baxter Lions Club. They're going to be serving hot dogs, hamburgers. And it's just going to be an absolutely uh, wonderful event. We uh, are anticipating good weather. And we just invite everybody to come on out. You know, these Night to Unite started uh, a few years ago, and I always laugh because back when I was a child, boy, everybody knew their neighbors, and we were we would do get-togethers, you know, and backyard barbecues all the time. It seemed like we kind of got away from that. But these Night to Unite's event are for not only uh, the neighbors to find out about what the city of Baxter is offering, but just meet your neighbors and, and get to know people in the neighborhood, right? Absolutely. And that is something that we encourage Uh, even throughout the year, is get to know your neighbors, get to know your neighborhood. That's a great way to help with crime prevention efforts. Uh, Once you develop a relationship with your neighbors, you know, it's all about the neighborhood, keeping an eye on the neighborhood then as well. So if, for example, if someone's on vacation, people can kind of keep an eye on the place. We, of course, will do extra patrol as requested, things like that. But neighbors are still kind of that that core. And it it, you're correct. It it does seem like we've kind of gone away from getting to know your neighbors as much as we were, even, you know, when I was growing up or when you guys were growing up. I mean, I remember going to my friend's house and I would get in trouble at neighbor houses just as much as I could get in trouble at home. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it has kind of changed, but we want people to get to know their neighbors. We want people to get to know their neighborhood and then obviously the community. And, And we're very, very blessed with the opportunities and resources that we do have for even a small town like ours. We have a lot of great things going on. 
Yeah. Now, if there are some community groups that want to be part of this, do they contact you at the uh, Baxter PD? That would be great. They can certainly reach out to me. They can give me a call. Office number is 454-5090. They can ask for Dave. I would love to connect with them. Otherwise, uh, they can get my email from the webpage. And then for those that are looking for more information and updates, we all uh, are going to be updating the Facebook page, and that will be the official event center for our event, and that will be on the Baxter Police Facebook page. It's just at Baxter Police. So if you search for Baxter Police on Facebook, you'll find us, and there will be the official event there with more information, some updates, and then we'll probably be doing some live videos the night of highlighting the good food that you're missing out on. You know, we will have door prizes. We have all sorts of great sponsors giving stuff away. We have some really cool prizes, so I would encourage people to come out. And plus, it's it's just a nice way to get out. And the nice thing with the food being that we're starting at 5, is pick up the kids, get off work, come on out, have dinner, support some local businesses, some local organizations, and you can have dinner and, in essence, dinner and a show right there. Yeah. Know, interact. There's going to be fun stuff for the kids to do, good stuff for the adults to check out, and then at the end we have prizes. And plus, I'm told our canine puppy will be there too. Everyone always asks, wow, is the dog going to come? Is the dog going to come? And I know people love puppies, so we're going to do our best to have our uh, canine timber who's still in training make an appearance as well. Yeah, cool. Talk about some of those partners that you said were going to be there with you. Absolutely. Uh, so no particular order. A lot of thank yous to give out. Brainerd Fire Department, North Ambulance, including Air Care, the State Patrol, DNR, Crow Wing County Sheriff's Office, uh, Boat and Water. They're going to kind of bring some of that equipment. Crowing Power is going to be coming, and I don't know about you, but one of the things I heard about several times in the past was the Crowing Power. They set up like a boom truck crane that the kids actually got to play with and operate and kind of move stuff around. Everybody was having a blast with that. Our DJ uh, will be there from Complete Wedding and Events, providing songs, providing our PA. Uh, We're going to have some other demos from various businesses that are still kind of being finalized. Uh, The tow companies are going to come out to offer what services they offer for the area. And then we're still, again, working with uh, some food and beverage. But so far we have Smokey Jake's BBQ Food Truck and Pit Happens in addition to the Lions. So the food alone should be pretty solid. We're going to have some good offerings there. So come with an appetite as well. That sounds fantastic. Uh, And you mentioned prizes from area businesses. Boy, we have a generous community to donate lots of things, don't we? We sure do. We've had several businesses donate door prizes or gift cards, uh, and we really do appreciate their support. And some of the prizes are pretty awesome. It's going to be stuff that you'll use outside. It's, uh, you know, we've had water park passes in the past. We've had gift cards to the various businesses. We've had all sorts of merchandise. I haven't had a complaint yet about the prizes. And um, my goal is to not to take one this year either. (laughs) All right. And, of course, uh, Oscar Christofferson Park, just a beautiful facility too. So Absolutely. Parking always gets a little busy. Uh, so please be respectful of the neighbors. Try to park, you know, on the street. Try to take advantage of as much off-street parking. And, you know, might have to walk a little bit to get in there. And we always encourage people to carpool. And, again, great opportunity. Get to know your neighbors. See if your neighbors are going. And then maybe, yeah, fold down that third row of the minivan or the SUV or whatever and pack them in and carpool with your neighbors to the event. And, and likewise, we may want to bring, like, a lawn chair or something if we want to hang around for a while. Yeah, we try to have picnic tables, but a lawn chair or a folding chair is never a bad idea. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a lot of fun. And, again, it's just a great way to get together with the community and find out about all these great services. And who knows? Maybe you win a nice prize. Absolutely. And I would encourage any other community groups that might be listening that are interested uh, to please reach out and see if we can connect and make something happen. And we would love to invite you to the event. 
Okay, August 3rd from 5 until 8, Oscar Christofferson Park in Baxter. That's right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Sergeant Tim. I know it's going to be a fun time. All right, uh, Brad, you you uh, had some uh, news here that came out of the legislative session. Yeah, as um, our colleagues from Brainerd indicated yesterday during their community focus session, uh, in particularly in the environmental bill um, through the Environmental Natural Resources Trust Fund uh, program, the city of Baxter uh, was awarded $500,000 for the acquisition of the little bit under 14 acres of land that is the southern edge of the former golf course there on Golf Course Road. Uh, to complete a water quality project that is to improve the stormwater for about 400 acres in what I'll define as north of 210 along 371 up towards Wida. Uh, anybody who has experienced a heavy rain pour during you know a short period of time has noticed that the ditches get full, uh, streets get flooded, and this is a component of trying to improve that, as well as to remove some phosphorus levels of uh, amount of phosphorus and total suspended solids that get into the system and ultimately get discharged into the Mississippi River. So uh, I'd like to give a big thank you to Senator Rood and Representative Heinzman, who were uh, champions for uh, the city of Baxter uh, in, 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 in getting those funds uh, uh, through the legislature and, and ultimately awarded to us. And so uh, along with the money that has been secured through the ENTRF uh, program, we did also receive um, the award for construction cost uh, through the Board of Water and Soil Resources uh, Clean Waters Fund program. Uh, and so really we're all set to go now. Uh, our goal right now is to uh, work towards acquisition uh, by the end of the year and do, to construct the stormwater pond and all the other improvements necessary to get the project completed in 2022. Uh, this has been a project that's been on our radar for several years. We have two partners that um, have been through sticking by our side, and we're uh, co-applicants for both of those uh, programs. So uh, a big thank you to the Mississippi Headwaters Board, as well as the Crowing Soil and Water Conservation District, who have been excellent partners with the city in helping us secure the funds necessary to move this uh, forward. When the project is complete, um, it is estimated that we will remove about 145 pounds of phosphorus and 84,000 pounds of suspended solids wow. annually. That is what's going into the Mississippi River. Wow. Um, it meanders through Whiskey Creek, through the Arboretum, into the wetland behind the hockey arena, yeah. and ultimately discharges. But that that is a significant amount of sediment and, and product that is ultimately being discharged in Mississippi that has to be cleaned up further downstream. So yeah. it's a great environmental project, and we're really excited to be able to take something that's been talked about since 2013 and be able to make it come to fruition. So we're really excited and really anxious to get this project going. Yeah, and does that all start in that little creek that used to be in the golf course there? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Kind of meanders uh, under the uh, bridge for the Paul Bunyan yep. Trail? And, yeah. Yep, and so that's the, that is the, the, the head point of, of the Whiskey Creek. Um, 
our goal is to take that 13 acres, uh, or 13 and a half acres uh, that the city is going to be acquiring, and create a almost a nine-acre pond mm. uh, that will have recreational trails around it. Uh, we'll use it as a pollinator site so we can try and repopulate uh, and, and have... Uh, breeding grounds for bees and plants and flowers and things like that that usually get endangered because of urban development. So Yeah. And, you know, we continually hear that green space is what uh, people want in their city anyway. This just <laughs> adds to the green space in Baxter, doesn't it? It adds to the green space, absolutely. And hopefully uh, we have a product that we can partner with the college for continuing education for their uh, environmental programs and things of that nature. So we are completely excited uh, to take something that has been a vision and, and now put it uh, in, in action. So Yeah, and remind us that timeline again. Uh, we look to acquire the property by the end of this year, and we will start construction in 2022. Okay, so fairly fast. We'll get yep. going on that. Yep, absolutely. Excellent. Well, we'll look forward to some improvements there. And yeah, um, and the most important thing is improving that water quality that gets discharged into the Mississippi. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, anything else uh, that uh, we should know about right now, Brad? Sure. Uh, the only thing that I want to add is, is is we've had several community-focused sessions where I've talked about the status of the water treatment plant. Yes. Uh, we are slowly moving forward. Uh, we're at a point now that we... Um, went out to bid and received bids for uh, the repair and reconstruction of our filtration system at the water treatment plant. On Thursday, the council will review those uh, bids and hopefully we'll be awarding the contract to the apparent low, which is Northern Plains Construction out of the Fargo-Moorhead metropolitan area. And if all goes According to plan, we'll have the plant back up and running mid to late June. I shouldn't say back up and running, but operating at full capacity um, about late January of 2022. All right. In the meantime, probably the worst year ever for having that water plant down. (laughs) So I know you've had some restrictions on watering and so on. And those, I I assume, will continue? Yeah, they will continue until we feel that uh, the daily water consumption is at a level that we can remove those restrictions. Uh, Unlike most water restrictions, they're due to lack of, of water supply. However, we have the water supply, is the, the water that is treated. Uh, based on the two of the four filters failing, we have a limited capacity of the amount of water we can treat. Yeah. And the restrictions that are currently in place are meant to assure that the, our users are getting treated water. So we're moving out the iron, we're moving out the manganese, we're pulling that all out before it gets pumped into our system and ultimately to the users. So the restriction that we put in place is to try and preserve that quality of water uh, to our users so that we don't have to um, go to our next step if we we needed to. We can stop treatment and just pump from the wells out into our users, but then that's not going to remove those items. And so uh, we're trying to avoid that to the extent that we possibly can. And I will give a shout out to our residents and businesses who have have heard that challenge and have really responded, and we've seen the numbers uh, stay steady and not spike to the levels that we normally do in the summer, uh, which is the reason why we, we we implemented the water restrictions in the first place. Um, yeah. You know, and then a shout out to Brainerd Public Utilities for being a great partner with us and allowing us to purchase water from them so that we can can meet the daily needs. So, all right. 
Well, we'll look forward to the repairs and, and that <laughs> bid tonight. We hope everything uh, runs smoothly. So yep. very good. Well, we're out of time, but uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today to talk about what's going on in Baxter and the night to unite again, coming up August 3rd from 5 until 8 at Oscar Christofferson Park. Thanks, gentlemen, for being here. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Our guests today, Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis and Baxter Sergeant David Tim. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. I'll remind you that our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our free mobile app. That's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.